You're listening to the podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. This message is from our Monday night service in a series of special meetings with missionary evangelist Dr. Guy Pei. This podcast contains just the sermon from the Monday night service. If you'd like to see the full service, including the extended time of ministry, you can watch the video on our website at harvestbibleonline.org. Glory be to God. So let me just close this out, this Lift Your Heads Up series, uh, this prophetic message for the season. Uh, let's go to the Word of God today. Uh, we're just going to read a couple of Bible verses again. Uh, Psalm chapter 3, verse 1 and 4. Lord, how they increase that trouble me. Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help for him in God. Somebody said this after me, but thou, Lord, thou, Lord art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter, the lifter up of mine head. Amen. Thank you. So I cry unto the Lord with my, with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy heel. All right. Psalm 24, verse 6, this is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face. O Jacob, lift up your heads, O ye gate, and be, lift, and, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Amen. And then uh, where we're going to move the conversation forward a little bit is in... Uh, Mark chapter 11. This is again the story of the triumphant entry. Uh, the triumphant entry. Where Jesus basically told them to go to the village. I'm just going to tell you. We're not going to read it. But he told them to go to the village ahead. And there there were two donkeys. Uh, you know, one a colt. Uh, one young one with no experience. And he said uh, one, one was you know, experienced. One came out of the other. And he said that one... I want you to loose it, and I want you to bring it to me. If anyone asks you why you're doing it, you tell them the Lord has the need of it. Loose it and bring it to me. Amen. So let's stand up one more time, one more, one more time if you can, and just raise both of your hands towards heaven, and let's make this prophetic uh, decoration uh, uh, tonight. Glory be to God. Say this with me. Say, Father God. In the, name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus, I come before you. I, before you. I boldly declare, I boldly declare that, I that I believe in the supernatural. I believe in miracles. I believe this, miracles. Evening, Lord, this evening, Lord, I ask you, I ask you to give me eyes to see, eyes to see ears, to hear, ears to hear, a heart to receive, a, to a, will, to obey, a will to obey, and faith to act. In the name of Jesus Christ, I take my position in Christ and I take authority over every spirit that does not confess the name of Jesus. I command them to leave this place and I declare that this place is an open heaven. The Spirit of God is free to move. The angels of God are ascending and descending. They are going to and fro to execute the commands of God's word. Preach, Holy Spirit. Teach, Holy Spirit. Prophesy, Holy Spirit. Heal the sick God. Do what only you can do. And take all the glory. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Can you burn with a shout and say amen. amen. Glory be to God. You know. If Mr. Amen. And Mr. Hallelujah. And Mr. Glory are not present in the meeting. There will be no revival. Is, is Mr. Amen in the building? Yeah. Is Mr. Hallelujah in the building? Hallelujah. Is Mr. Glory in the building? Glory. Can you say glory with fire? Glory. Can you say glory three times? Glory. 
Oh, thank God. This is not going to be one of those messages where the rocks are going to have to cry out. Thank you, Father God. Amen. And so, you know, I've been laboring on delivering this prophetic word for this season. And even for the next season, the principle does not change. Uh, The last few years, you know, the body of Christ and the world at large has been afflicted with a pandemic. And a lot of things have been going on in many people's lives. So a lot of people have been kind of holding their heads down. Many people feel like they've been shelved down the hill and they need some help. And, and, you know, the money has been shrinking. The jobs have been ending. The prices have been rising. And you realize that many people, you know, have stopped even going to church. Barna, who's a statistician that does a lot of, you know, demographic studies about the church and those kinds of things uh, came out with a new statistic that said that one-third even of all Christians, that's not just, you know, word of faith, spirit-filled, charismatic, but what have you, across the board, Baptist, Methodist, uh, Catholic, Protestant, they have stopped altogether going to church. And you have to understand that what is parallel with this pandemic is a fear pandemic. But also coupled with the fact that many people are using COVID for a cover-up. Please don't raise your hand. It's not an auto call. <laughs> because with this pandemic, there's a spirit of alienation, isolation, hello, and loneliness. And the devil has strategically used this to push us in a place of isolation. And, and so, and right now, so you have a lot of people, we don't really know what's going to happen in the future. But, it, you know, we thought it was just COVID, but it came with, you know, a couple of cousins and family members. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Then we got, you know, Delta show up, then Omicron. I don't know who else is coming down the line. But we really have to be prepared because all what the enemy would love to do is leverage this against our spiritual walk with God. He wants you to do to go down on the fetal position, suck your tongue, and feel sorry for yourself. Hello? But I heard the word of the Lord saying in this season, lift up your heads. Open your gates. And let the king of glory come in. And who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord strong in battle. Hallelujah. And the Lord is saying in this time, no matter what you're facing, you know, don't get afraid. Lift up your head. Let your body language, come on, which is a sub, the, conscience, the conscience and subconscious ability to express your thought, your feeling. Let your body language prophesy to your circumstance. Come on, somebody. Lift your heads up and open your gate and let the king of glory come in your circumstance. Shout glory three times. So I told you that the Israelites in Joshua chapter 10, God, they were on a precipice of fulfilling 40 years of waiting. 40 years. But timing was, it was probably in the natural, the worst timing to cross over the Jordan River. It was at flooding stage. Hello? So the expert would have said, this is the wrong time. I know your heart. I know, I know we need to use wisdom for certain things. But listen, you know, our faith is not based on statistics. I know right now all the statistics are saying this is, this is not a good time for a ministry to try with, with COVID and the lockdown. For some of you with visions and, and dreams, they're telling you this is the worst time to have a vision and a dream. But I mean, if you know that God does not work according to human calendar. He works according to the kingdom calendar. 
And in the kingdom, we're not experiencing a lockdown. The Holy Ghost is not on shutdown. The Word of God has not stopped operating. Heaven is not on a shutdown. So according to the calendar of the kingdom, glory be to God, we still have access to operations of power, administrations of the Spirit, technology of the Spirit, the power of God, miracles, signs and wonders. And if I can lift up my head and open the gate, the kingdom, of glory is still going to step in my situation and perform signs, wonders, and miracles. Hallelujah. So we start to talk about the different gates that we have to open. On Sunday morning, we talk about the prayer gate. Oh, we work on that one. The prayer gate. Somebody said the prayer gate. All right, what you do now determines what happens later. Nothing leaves heaven unless something first leaves the earth. John Wesley said, God does nothing except us answer to prayer. So we got to pray. We got to pray. We got to pray. I said prayer is the first thing, the second thing, third thing. We talk about that extensively. The second gate that we talk about is the miracle gate. Come on, we said the prayer gate will open the miracle gate. Acts chapter 3, at the hour of prayer, the man received his miracle outside of the gate called beautiful. And the power of God propelled, power of God propelled him from a place of limitation where he was stuck for 38 years. And he was able to get into the building through the beautiful gate. Glory be to God. When you pray, when you open the prayer gate, the miracle gate will open. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We talk about the fact that you got to have expectations. Some people have negative expectations. Some people have neutral expectations. Some people have misguided expectations. But you got to expect, you got to have positive expectation. Then we talk about the mouth gate. huh? The, the spiritual realm is the causal realm. It's pregnant with the energy to manifest something. How do you get saved? You confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart. And that's how the king of glory stepped in. He stepped in. We talk about the king of glory. Who is the Messiah? The anointed one and the anointing. Act 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and power. That he would step through these gates with his power and with, with, with his anointing. So we talk about the mouth gate. You become a snare with your words. You got to be careful with your words. We said if you have nothing to say. Say nothing or speak the word. If you have nothing positive to say, say nothing or speak the word. And we gave you 12 reasons why confessing God's word will work for you. So the king will ride in your circumstance to the prayer gate. When the prayer gates are open, the king will ride in your circumstance. Come on, through the miracle gate. The king will rise in your circumstances through the confession gate, through the mouth gate. And then we talk about the praise gate. Glory be to God. The king will ride through the praise gate. When we open up the praise gate, God dwells in the square footage of your praise. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Another gate is the giving gate. Thank you for your support. The king will ride through the giving gate. The blessing will come through the giving gate. Luke 6.38, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. And then listen to what he says. There's a caveat. With the same measure that you measure, it shall be measured to you again. Somebody said the giving gate. Some people are getting nervous right now. You have a lot of people in church with deep pockets but short arms. Please don't raise your hand. This is not an altar call. Thank you for your support. Listen, the giving principle, yes, is a financial principle, but it's a general principle in life. Yeah. Several years ago, I read a book called uh, Outlier, I think it was, by a guy called Malcolm X. I don't even know if he's a Christian or not. I like to read sometimes when I, when I do research and stuff. And um, in that book, he talked about the 10,000-hour principle. He did all kinds of research about a professional athlete, the top of the world, some of them that won Olympic uh, medals, and he went, some of the best piano players, the violin players, uh, and he went and studied their entire lives from the time they were kids all the way, and he came up with, with certain statistics. He said that it takes about 
10,000 hours of practice to become an expert in anything. I'm sorry, Malcolm Gladwell. Thank you. Thank you very much. Not, you see, that's why, she, you know, she's, that's why she's my helper. But it's close. Malcolm, yeah. Mal- Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. That's right. Not Malcolm X. Thank you for your support. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So he talked, he talked about the, uh, the, uh, the 10,000 hour rule. That to be an expert, you need to, you need to train for this 10,000 hours. And I know some of, some of us, you know, when we talk about miracles, the power of God, and, all, and our flow and all of those things. But listen, there are certain things that you're going to have to develop and do if you're going to have success. It's not all going to be delivered to you on a golden plate because you love Jesus Christ. Hello? And listen, if you, if you read 60 books on any subject, you're going to become an expert. That's what it takes. Hello? So he talked about the 10,000 hour rules. So the given principle work this, works this way. Now you see, Pamela plays the piano. And the reason why she's able to play the piano is because she's given herself to the piano. Hello? Now if you put me behind the piano, or if you put me on the microphone and to sing, I'm known, I have a reputation to be known as a backup singer. What does that mean? When I try to get a microphone to sing, everybody shout back up. <laughs> but actually, I can sing. I can, I can sing. 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 But what I'm trying to say to you is that I, I didn't give myself to the keyboard. So the keyboard can't give itself back to me. So the principle it is, the giving gate is this. Whatever you give yourself to, it's going to give itself back to you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. Glory be to God. So you got, you got to do your thing. Whatever, if you're an athlete, if you're a student, if you give yourself to study, it's going to give it. It's going to give itself back to you. So the giving principle is broad. It's not just about finances. It's about everything. And if you can take this, you know, I'm a basketball fan. I used to be a basketball player. Listen, uh, Michael Jordan was not always the greatest basketball player. Do you realize that Michael Jordan, when he was a young kid, he was cut off a high school basketball team? Hello? But you know what he said? You know, later I read this. He started to dream and he imagined the different things that he could do with the basketball and he started to work out he was going to prove that coach wrong that caught him off so he worked hard so by the time he came back the next year come on he was the best player come on on the squad come on somebody so whatever you put yourself into whatever you give yourself into it's going to give itself back to you good measure pressed down shaking together and running over. So this giving principle, the giving gate, glory be to God, works on every aspect. But it also works financially. Releasing a financial blessing. It's very important that we understand this. All right. Paul said to the Philippian church, he said in Philippians chapter 4, no church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving but ye only. You understand that communicating in giving and receiving. How do you communicate with the ministry when you're blessed? It's through giving and receiving. And he says, not that I seek a gift, but I seek the fruit that I bound to your account. In other words, we have a heavenly account. In, in, we have a heavenly account. So when we give, it's credited to our account. All right. And he said, and my God shall supply to all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He's saying, God, when you give, God is going to bypass the natural system. Some of you all still look at your job as a source. No, your job is a resource. But God is a source. And God will give you favor at your job and get you Get having a bonus, get you, you know, having some wage increase and all of that. But you have to realize that it's all, it comes through the favor of the Lord. Amen. My God shall supply to all your need according to your riches and glory. You are connected to God's economy. And one of the way God's economy works is through giving and sowing seeds. Somebody said the giving gate. 
You can give without being surrendered to God, but you cannot be surrendered to God without giving. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. The determining factor in blessings is not in God's ability to bless you, but it's in your willingness to sow. Everything in your hand is a seed. Everything in God's hand is a harvest. Say this for me. When I let go of what is in my hand, God will let go what is in his hand. Listen to this. A seed will break your siege. Hello? A seed will break your siege. Rain only matters to those who have seed in the ground. Hello? It doesn't matter if if you have a field but you didn't sow anything and it rains. It doesn't matter to you. But if you have sown something, glory be to God. So the rain is the mechanism of the blessing. It's a metaphor of the blessing. God will bless what you sow. God will bless what you invest yourself into. And Genesis chapter 8 says, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed. Somebody say seed. Times and harvest. And it says they will never cease. They will never see. So yes, seed time and harvest. What does that mean? It means that your harvest is cyclical. And if you want to continue to be on a harvest cycle, you have to continue to sow seed. Amen. So this year I will encourage you, glory be to God, to sow seed. Because it's going to meet you in your future. Amen. If you want God to bless you financially, invest financially. If you want God to bless the hand of your work, work hard. Amen. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Amen. And the last gate, the last gate is going to be the action gate. Somebody said the action gate. This is very important. Somebody say the indicative and the imperative. Now, Paul had a system of teaching involved in grace, but he also had a style of teaching where he always talked about your position before he talks about your behavior. He always talked about what God has done for us, and therefore, here's what can be released in your life. He talked about all the ways God has delivered you and set you free, and now you can live in that freedom. I call it, here's the good news, but here's some good advice. Hello? Top line blessing. So this is top line blessing. Bottom line responsibility. It's wonderful to talk about the prayer gate, the miracle gate, the giving gate, the confession gate. All of those things are good. But there are certain things that you have to do. You have to take some actions. Hello? The indicative is the teaching. You get our teaching. It is what God has done in your life. But the imperative is here's how you can go and live it out in your life. Amen. Amen. Say this with me. Theology Theology. and ethics. Doctrine and duties. Believe and behavior. Positional and practical. Freedom and responsibility in Christ and under the Lord most people focus on one but you got to have two I call them the two wings of the airplane so here are some actions that I believe that we will have to take this year so Jesus in Mark chapter 11 he's telling the disciples that was just before the triumphant entry he told them I want you to go to the village ahead somebody say ahead Somebody say, I had. You know, I think, I don't know if it was, I, 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 I read, uh, I heard an old song when, you know, Ron, Ron Canoli used to be like a, I mean, he's still a worship leader, but they released this record, but then in the middle of the record, he was singing something. He, you know, there goes that part where I'm, I'm going to sing and you're going to ask me, what Pastor Richard asked me, what you do with the money? What money? The money your mama gave you to take singing lessons. He said, if you catch a cold, don't hold it. If you go through hell, don't stop. If you catch a cold, don't hold it. If you go through hell, don't stop. The first thing, the first action that you need to take this year is moving ahead. Somebody say ahead. 
He said, go to the village ahead of you. He didn't say, Jesus didn't say, you know, go to the city behind you. He didn't say, go to Capernaum. Go to, he said, oh, go to the city ahead of you. Somebody say ahead. ahead. I came to say today that what God has for you in this season is not behind you. Let me repeat that for the hearing impaired. I said what God has for you in this season is not behind you. It is ahead of you. It is in front of you. What God needs from you is not behind you, but it is in front of you. And what God has for you is in front of you. Listen, you will never see your future when you focus on your past. You will never experience your breakthrough when you are obsessed with those that broke through that broke you. Listen, you will never see what God has for you as long as you keep focusing on what happened yesterday. The devil wants you to stay stuck in your past. The enemy of your destiny wants you to keep looking at your past. Hello? You have to move forward. Don't live on that old offense. Some of, you, some of you are still living with, that person hurt me. They broke my heart. They did this. No, 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 no. You got to move forward. There's a reason why the windshield is almost a hundred times the size of the rearview mirror. It's because the picture of what is coming should always be greater than the picture of what has been. Come on, you need to move forward. Don't live in the old heartbreak. Don't look back. Don't think back. Don't talk back. Don't pray back. Don't text back. Some of you need to have the anointing of ignoring the text. You got to move ahead. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of... I will feel... But do I walk through? Yeah. Don't forget that part. Do I walk through? Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I drove from Belgium through France and going to England, to the UK. Most of the time, we always fly to the UK when we go there to do meetings. But it's COVID, so my family didn't come because I had to quarantine for 10 days in a hotel room. You know, I, I tell you what, I don't want to start tell you how many times I have been tested. You don't want to hear it. I've been tested because of traveling. I've been tested so many times. You, can, you, may, you might just go ahead and change my name to guinea pig. <laughs> I mean, that, that, one, that, one, that, that trip a few weeks ago, I got tested before I went to the UK. And then they, have, they had, now they just lifted restrictions. But back then... You know, they had, you know, I, got a, I had to be tested 48, uh, 72 hours before I got there. When I got there, then day two test, then day five test, then day eight test. I mean, and then when it was time to go back, you know, I had to be uh, tested again. And then France changed the rules. They don't take, they didn't take the 72 hour test and I had to be tested again <laughs> for 24 hours. And then my pastor died. I had to come back to Dallas. I had to be tested again in Germany. So... I've been tested, but I had to go from Belgium. The other thing I want to say about this that I think is kind of funny. Isn't it excited how we get excited? Isn't it kind of funny how we get excited about being negative? I have never seen so much joy about being negative. My wife is like, are you, are you negative? Yeah, I'm negative. Yeah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Listen, with this COVID, the negative is the new positive. Hello? A lot of times when something negative happens, we get all sad and we get all... Listen, even the clock that has stopped working tells the time twice a day correctly. Hello? Someone, Romans Roman chapter 8 says, What all things work together for good for those that love the Lord. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. The, the negative is the new positive. So the point I was trying to make about this is that sometimes you have to go through. 
to get to. That's what I'm about to say, sweetie. I'm going there. You have to go through to get to, right? So there's a Euro tunnel between France and the UK. It's the most amazing experience. Some people say, I can't do that. I'm too claustrophobic. So you got to get in your car. And then you get in the train. And you have a stretch of about 23 miles where they've dug this tunnel under the ocean. Under the sea. The sea is the ocean, right? Okay. So you have to go through. And there's a moment where it gets completely dark. Hello? As a train goes through a dark tunnel. And then sure enough, you breathe a a sigh of relief. You get to the other side and there's light. And you land, you are in the UK. So I started in Belgium. But as I went through the tunnel in the train, I I I found myself in a different country. Glory be to God. As I went through the dark tunnel. Here's the thing. Sometimes in life, we go through dark tunnels. But let me ask you a question. When the train goes through a dark tunnel, do you throw the tickets out? Do you jump off the train? Or do you sit still and trust the engineer? And I'm here to tell you that in this season, you might go through a dark tunnel. You might go this year through difficult things, but don't throw your ticket. Don't throw the word out. Stay in the word. Stay in the train and trust the engineer called God. Jehovah Nisi, El Shaddai, Jehovah Sabatho, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Tikenu, Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He has the power to take you through the dark tunnel and bring you to the other side. Let me ask you a question. Did Daniel stay in the lion's den? Oh, let me ask one more time. Did did, did, did Daniel stay in the lion's den? Did Lazarus stay in the tomb? Did Jesus stay in the tomb? Come on, you are not staying either. Hallelujah. Come on, this is the year where you are coming out. You are going ahead as you move forward. As you open the gates of action, the power of God is going to take you through the dark times and God is going to bring you to the other side. Somebody shout the action gate. So he says, go to the village ahead of you. Hallelujah. Say this with me, what God has for me. Say it aloud, what God has for me, what God has for my family, is ahead of me. I'm never going back. I'm not thinking back. I'm not looking back. I'm not even praying back. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The second thing I want to give you tonight with this action gate is this. Jesus chose a donkey that was never ridden. He had the opportunity to choose. He had two donkeys. One that came out of the other. And I believe that prophetically even this represents two generations. You know, we're dealing with two generations in the body of Christ. One generation that carried the burden of his day, of its days. I thank God for people that have gone ahead, whether you want to say Kenneth Hagin or many others that have pioneered an entire generation into a move of God. Hello? Then out of that people came another group of people. Separated in two groups. One group in the church that needs to be equipped and released into their assignment. Hello? And one group outside of the church that needs to be introduced to the leadership of Jesus Christ. Jesus sending this disciple to a crossroad. It's a prophetic and apostolic movement. The word send is the same word for apostle. That donkey was outside of the city. Nobody knew its name. Hello? And it was a donkey with issues. Thank you for your support. 
Many of you, when God finds you, he finds you outside the city and nobody knew your name. And sure, you sure had issues. Some of you say had. I'm still struggling with some of them right now. I mean, I was, I mean, I was invited. I think I was in Ethiopia for some meetings and they invited me to go to a donkey race. And I thought to myself, why would anybody wants to go to a donkey race? For sure, it's not for speed. But as I got there, people show up. And I was like, they're really serious about this over here. And all of those places, they're using donkey as a mode of transportation. And so, as, you know, as they started the race, you know, only like half of the donkeys on the race acted as if they were in the race. The other one was still there, and you can see the riders frustrated, trying to get them to move. And people were laughing like you're laughing right now. Then as they, they, the race started, and as they came like maybe 30 to 40 feet from the finishing line, one of the donkeys that was ahead decided that the race, decided that the race was over. And stop. Hello? And, and, and so when the guy that was riding the donkey got off the donkey and tried to get him to, to move, he was like, mm-mm, I'm not doing this. And then he was able to pull and start to run all the way back. And several other donkeys started to follow him all the way back to the beginning. Now I say, I know why they're going to donkey races. He selected a donkey. A stubborn animal. Hello? And this is who he selected for his triumphant entry. Oh my gosh, this will preach right now like crazy. Hello? A donkey with issues. A, a donkey, come on now, with issues. With the donkey was, but the donkey had value. Hello? The donkey had value, but some of us will look at the issues and miss the value. And sometimes we look at people, you know, some people can get on your nerves. Now, I know you, you're in church right now. You got your church face on right now. But some, some of your kids can get on your nerves sometimes. Don't raise your hand. It's not an article. Your spouse gets on your nerves sometimes. Your neighbor gets on your nerves sometimes. Uh-oh. Your co-worker gets on. Hello? And sometimes you can look at someone with issues and you kind of write them off. But the thing is, God still has a call for them in their lives. This donkey had a purpose, but he had issue, and but the, the bondage obstructed the value that it had. Hello? But when God released the calling, when the disciple came and loosed that donkey, they put a they put clothes. That's a picture of a mantle. Christ, the anointed one, sat on it. And they commissioned, it was commissioned to go into the city and carry the word. And take, you know, with an assignment, with a mandate of taking Christ into the city. And this is what happens sometimes. God finds us outside the city when no one knows our names, we have issues and he delivers us. He heals us. He puts the word on us. He put an anointing on us and he commissioned us to carry the word and go to the cities and the nations of the world to carry the gospel. And so, but the donkey was loose. Somebody say loose. Today, the point I want to make in this is this. You have to loose it. God provides and you untied. Now, how many of you ever order something from Amazon? All right. Some of you are going to act as if you don't know what Amazon is. When they come to your house, how many of you, the delivery guy came to your house and say, hey, this is your package. Do you mind me coming inside? I'd like to sit this on the countertop and help you open it. How many of you say, Crip, get out of here? I don't even know you. How many of you would say, oh yeah, come on in. I've been waiting for somebody to come in and do this for me for a long time. I got several other packages. Now we will never do this in the natural, right? 
But spiritually, that's what we do. Hello? God provides. The donkey, it's ahead of you. You go and you lose it. Abraham, don't kill your son. There's a ramp in the bush. You lose it. And you bring it to me. Come on, somebody. God provides and you untie. Do you love the girl? God provides you untie. So many Christian, you know, people, they want to be spiritual. When they, you know, they see a sister, sister Wanda Cuckoo, or hallelujah, that is beautiful. And she, they like her. Instead of saying, hey, I'd like to take you out sometimes, you know. They want to start to use some theological tricks, you know. Uh, this is one of my favorite verse, Mark chapter 11, verse 3. Uh, are you the one or shall I look for another? Uh, Genesis chapter 2, God said it's not good for men to be alone. So when are you going to take me out? <laughs> I feel the Lord speaking to me. Uh, can you take me out? No. Listen, don't just be, be natural. You're not going to be speaking in tongues every time you're going to take her out. Hello? God provides you on time. When I'm believing God for a job, I, I've been waiting on the Lord. Eh? How long have you been waiting? Since 1975. Some Christians have the attitude that's if, it's as if the job is going to Uber to your house. Hello, my name is Job. I got benefits. Health insurance, retirement, 401k. Hello? God provides you on time. I hope I'm, I hope I'm getting through to somebody. God has tied himself irrevocably to human cooperation in the execution of his divine purpose. He has made man's faith the determining factor in redemption. And sometimes we expect God to do something while God is expecting us to do something. In order for God to do what we expect him to do, God will not do what only God can do if man will not do what only man can do. God provide and you on time hey bondage obstruct purpose but it does not change the value of a person the donkey was tied but it didn't change the value but when the purpose was connected to the value when the bondage was was broken the value met purpose amen Glory be to God. I dare you to say today to someone in your family, I untie you. Come on, I untie you. In the name of Jesus. I dare you to look at your dream and say, I untie you. Come on, your dream is on time. Remember the man that was by the pool of Bethesda for 30 plus years was not able to walk. He was locked. He was on a bed. He was dreaming of walking but could not walk. Sometimes we only dream about our dreams. But Jesus said, get up, pick up your dream and start to walk. Come on. This is a season where God on uh, God provides you on time. It's time to pick up your dream, your old dream and start to go forward. Say this with me to your dream. I untie you. Say, I untie my finances. I untie my vision. I untie my anointing. In the name of Jesus, everything that has been blocked is being released. Come on, the kingdom of God is a realm of spiritual legislation. Whatsoever you bound on earth, it's bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth, it's loose in heaven. Again, again, it's again the mouth gate. With your mouth, you can untie it. With your praise, you can untie it. With your faith, you can untie it. God provides. You untie Come on, somebody. Listen, repentance unties redemption. Excellence unties elevation. Glory be to God. 
When you do things with excellence, you release elevations. Believe on time blessings. Abraham believed he was blessed. Faith on time fulfillment and miracles. Praise on time the presence. Grace on time the glory. Love who is God on time life. God provides you on time. I decree this year that you will untie your dreams. You will untie your purpose. You will untie the favor of God. You will untie miracle signs and wonders. For God has already provided for your healing, for your miracle. But you have to walk in it and untie it. And lastly, the donkey was never ridden. The donkey had no experience. Jesus did not ride in the old to step in the new. Hello? He rode on the new. Come on, somebody. You know, people get all euphorical at the end of the year. December 31st. Oh my gosh, it's a new year. New year. It's a new year. We're going to the party. It's a new year. We made it. Let's party. Let's party. Let's party. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's. Are you going to the party? Yeah. New Year's. And then we started with the New Year's revolution. Resolution. New Year's revolution. This year, this year, I'm getting married this year, this year, oh yeah. This year, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. This, this year, this year, I, I'm going to be nice to you this year. This year, this year, I'm going to be faithful in church. This year, this year, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read my Bible this year, this year. Then comes January, February, March, April, May, June, September, October, November. November. Now there's snow. You got your snowman, you still got no man. Thank you for your support. Hello? We're going about it the wrong way. Here's the thing. You need a new donkey. Look at the person next to you and say, hee-haw. <laughs> Jesus did not ride in the old donkey. Come on, he rode on the new, stepping in a new season. What does that mean? You can't take in old thinking into a new season. Hello? Listen, unless there is a new you, there will not be a new year. You can go to counseling. Oh, we go to counseling, 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 counseling. Listen, unless you change is the price of progress. Hello? Change is the price of progress. And you can't change your spouse. You can't change. The only person you can change is yourself. Hello? And unless... There is a new you. There will not be a new year. So you can't put new wine skin, new wine, on in old wine skin. Hello, you gotta have a new wine skin. You gotta renew your mind. The problem with the paradigm. The paradigm is a thought pattern and process that forms a person's belief system. The problem with the paradigm is that a person that holds a particular paradigm believes that they're right. Hello, I'm right. I'm right. I'm Mr. Right. I'm Mrs. Right. Hello? And so, so a lot of people have an underlying value system that makes, that, that, that formulates their paradigm. So every time they receive incoming information and data that does not match with the construct of the paradigm, their paradigm works like an internet uh, firewall system that e rejects Incoming data and information that does not match with the construct of the paradigm. Well, that's not the way. I know, I know what he's saying, but that's not the way I grew up. That's not what my mama said. I don't know if you watched that movie, The Water Boy. But my mama, my mama said it's the devil. Thank you for your support. People have a paradigm based on their genealogy, what their parents say, their biology, their gender, their geography, where they live. Hello? Their psychology, what they think about. Hello? But ultimately, your theology should override every other paradigm. Come on, if anyone being Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are new. Hallelujah. 
The problem cannot be solved with the same level of thinking that created the problem. In order for the problem to be solved, the thinking that created the problem must be changed. That's Albert Einstein. And only two people refuse to change. Fools and dead men. Dead men won't and fools. Dead men can't and fools won't. But you can decide today that you're going to change. Come on, I'm going to get a new donkey this year. Come on. What you do now will determine what happens next. Come on. What you change now will determine what happens next. Come on. What you do now this month will set the tone for this entire year. Get a new donkey for your marriage. Get a new donkey for your ministry. Get a new donkey. Get a new paradigm. Get a new donkey. Stand up tonight. So what we're going to finish with today is make some prophetic decorations. We already did a lot of prayer ministry. I'm going to make some prophetic decorations today and then we're going to go. But before that, I want to give you an opportunity today. Listen, knowing how to swim does not make you a fish. And going to church does not make you a child of God. Hello? To be a fish, you must be created by God as a fish. To be a child of God, you must be born again. I'm talking to three kinds of people. Number one, you never ask Jesus to come into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. I'm talking to you. Number two, maybe you ask Jesus to come into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, but you're not living right. Number three, maybe you're here today. You're not sure that if you die, you will go to heaven. I'm talking to you today. God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to give you the miracle of transformation. If you're saying to me today, I want to get right with God. I want to receive this miracle of transformation. I just want you to raise your hands where you are. I'm going to pray for you right there where you are. Is there anybody? 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 Is there anybody here? All right, everybody's safe. So let's, let's make this decoration as we close this, this message. Deuteronomy 11, 10 to 15. Here's the word they received before they crossed over to the promised land. For the land where thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence ye came out. For where ye sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herb. But the land where you go to possess it is a land of hills, valleys, and drink it water of the rain of heaven. Did you hear it? What he's saying, Egypt was a power structure with a system of predictability. They had taskmaster. They were controlled. They were limited. But he's saying, this land where you're going, you're not going to have to work as hard. They're going to be valley and the rain of heaven is going to be there. And here's where I need to hear Mr. Amen and Mr. Hallelujah to come back in the meeting. What I'm trying to say to you, the Lord is saying to you, this year is not going to be like last year. I wonder if Mr. Hallelujah is still in the building. I said this year is not going to be like last year. Come on, this year, you will drink the water of the rain from heaven. The blessing of the Lord is going to be, come on, as you open up the gates, as you lift up your head, as you open the prayer gate, as you open the miracle gate, as you open the confession gate, as you open the praise gate, as you open the giving gate, as you open the action gate, as you move ahead, as you embrace a new donkey, as you lose it, as you lose it, come on this year, God, the reign of heaven is going to invade your finances, it's going to invade verse 12 here's what he said so in other words there will be provision in that land but then he said there will be protection he said the land which the Lord God cared for a land which the Lord God cared for somebody say this year 
God cares for this year. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And listen to what he says. Oh, the eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord. Thy God are upon it from the beginning of the year even till the end of the year. Glory be to God. And I want to declare this over to you today. As you, as you lift up your heads, as you open the prayer gate, as you open the mouth gate, the confession gate, as you open the praise gate, as you open the giving gate, as you open the action gate, as you get a new donkey, as you lose what God provides, oh, as you move forward and go ahead, I'm here to prophesy from January to December that the eyes of the Lord are going to be on your land, on your house, on your finances. Ooh. Hallelujah. And it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandment which I commend you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart, with all your souls. Oh, blessings. Somebody say blessings. 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 Glory be to God. Oh, yes. I will give you rain of your land in his due season. Hallelujah. The wrong season, the right season, and due season. There's a due season coming. Not the wrong season. Hallelujah. But the right season, due season. The first rain. Somebody say the first rain. And the latter rain. Hallelujah. Listen, that thou may gather thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. Corn, wine, and oil. Corn, that's provision. Wine, that's the anointing. Glory be to God. The rain, that's the blessing. There's a blessing that is coming over this church this year, over your life this year. As you lift up your head, as you open the gate, the prayer gate, come on, the praise gate, the miracle gate, hallelujah, the giving gate, the action gate, as you lose what God provides, there's going to be oil in this house. There's going to be wine in this house. There's going to be corn in this house. There's going to be oil in your life. There's going to be corn in your life. There's going to be oil in your life a fresh anointing open heaven I prophesy 2022 is going to be the best year yet come on somebody shout shout glory three times in Jesus name amen tomorrow we're going to pick up where we left off amen glory be to God pastor maybe seated for just a moment Amen. God's good. Amen. Amen. Well, we knew that, uh, you know, when the anointing hit, I just reached over and said, hey, listen, I think you need to take it. He said, I need to take it. It's going a different direction. (laughs) I said, whatever that is, let's do it. God's a good God. Amen. And so we're going to go ahead and we're going to receive a love offering for his ministry there. If you're making out checks, you make them out to Harvest Bible Church. And if you're giving, you know, online, those of you who are giving there, you know how to give guest speakers because we always want to be a blessing. Amen. Amen? We do. We want to sow good seed. It's good ground. We want to support and just allow God to be God. And I thank God for that. Amen? Good thing. So, hallelujah. Are you ready to give? Let's go ahead. If there's envelopes right there in the seat pockets in front of you, there are all those things there. Know how to text and do those things there. I forgot to get an envelope, but I'll just drop mine in and put it and fix it tomorrow. So, uh, hallelujah, but it's good. Amen. So let's pray over this offering right now. Father, thank you for the word of the Lord that's been sown in our hearts. Because, Father, when your word is spoken over us, oh, wow, we thank you. Just like the centurion said, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Father, when you speak your word and your word becomes made manifest in our lives, it changes us. Lord, we're bringing good seed and we're planting it into good ground. I thank you for that, Father. I thank you and praise you. And now, Lord, as each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. And, Lord, I thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering here. Hallelujah. You know, you started to go and pray for those that were online. And then God directed you to pray for Charlene back there and everything. But I actually think we need to pray 
for those. There's actually one person specifically is a member of our church that's watching that had an operation on her back and having a lot of difficulty, a lot of pain. And uh, that's Renee Nunez. And I just, you know, really believe that we need to pray. So uh, this camera's on here. And uh, so you want to pray? Come here. You just prophesy to that camera about the healing and the healing anointing. And we're going to agree with you. Ready? Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just speak. We just right now release the power of God. You said he sent his word and his word healed them. So we command the wounds to heal, the discomfort and the pain to go. Let the healing virtue suit that wound. And we decree and declare expedient recovery. We release it now. Just take a deep breath. The healing virtue of God is working right now to produce a healing and a cure. I release it now. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And whatever else is in your body, and brother, just that one, but it's for all of us. Amen? Well, let's all stand up. Thank you for being here on a Monday night. Tomorrow night's going to be fun, too. It's Tuesday night. We're going to allow God to be God. Hopefully, he'll get in to do it again maybe tomorrow, but you never know. You never know. We're just going to flow in the Holy Ghost. We're not bound by anything. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, I love you. God loves you. All of you watching, praise God. We'll see you tomorrow night. You guys are dismissed. Be blessed.